I got a job offer here in Kuwait. Actually, it's uh, it's funny. In the first moment when I got this uh, offer, I wasn't interested at all. This is I, I thought this is not something I would like to do. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Baladins Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladins art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free. You cannot imagine how thrilled I was when we finally managed to arrange interview with our today's guest Loretta. Originally from the Netherlands, Loretta is a modern international ballet and star and in-demand teacher for workshops worldwide. She is a winner of multiple international competitions and known for her smooth, graceful movements with intricate technique skills as well as incredible flexibility. Now Loretta lives and teaches uh, ballet dance classes in Kuwait as well as continues to travel worldwide. In our conversation, we discuss the very beginning of Loretta's dance journey and how she actually mastered ballet dance on her own from zero to professional level just based on online resources and at those times that online courses was not a thing at all. So hopefully it will be a good inspiration and push for those of you who sometimes use excuse of I don't have a good teacher in my city. You still can do it if you want and Loretta is an amazing example of this. We also talked about flexibility and the importance of flexibility for dancer's body and how Loretta gained her incredible flexibility, as well as about her current dance chapter, or chapter in her dance life currently, teaching ballet dance classes in Kuwait, first of all living in a new country, but also teaching ballet dance classes and teaching seven to eight classes on a daily basis. So I hope you will enjoy this episode. Don't forget to screenshot it later and share with your friends, as well as let us know what you were your discoveries, surprises, or thoughts or comments on what we discussed with our today's guest. And also one little kind of technical disclosure, although it's kind of fun too, during our conversation, I had very unusual weather here in Brazil where I was uh, at that moment when we were recording and you will hear a lot of birds. (laughs) 
I don't know what was happening uh, meteorologically, uh, weather-wise, but it was insane. And uh, for you to understand, I actually was inside the building and I closed the doors and still I could not really clean perfectly the audio on my background but then i thought like huh birds is actually not a bad background <laughs> for the interview so just have fun and you can picture a little uh, behind the scenes of sometimes what's happened from technical point of view uh, those curious situations that uh, we get while creating this podcast but i am pretty sure it will uh, only enhance your experience enjoy and give you some feeling that you are right at that moment with us chatting all together i know you want to take your ballet dance passion and bring more of it into your daily life and this can go way beyond just dance training itself Stop hiding your inner dancer from the world and choose your favorite item from my inner dancer collection. Mine is definitely a cropped Doom Doom Duck hoodie. If you follow my IG stories, you see it appearing there quite frequently. I'm curious what would be your favorite item, from hoodies and sport bras to notebooks and cute mugs, inspired by ballet dance created for life. Find the entire collection at myinnerdancer.com and reveal your dance passion to the world. And there is a special offer for our listeners. Use promo code PODCAST to receive 10% off your order. Also, there is a free worldwide shipping offered by My Inner Dancer. So, promo code PODCAST for 10% off, free shipping, and joy of revealing your Inner Dancer to the world. Check out myinnerdancer.com, link in the show notes. Hello, dear Loretta. Welcome to the Belladance Life podcast. And I am so excited that we are finally, uh, we finally got together and we're finally recording this interview. Really, really excited for the podcast and for our listeners who I know have been waiting for a long time to hear from you and about your story. <laughs> yes. Hi, Iana. Hi. I'm, uh, I'm so happy too. Uh, thank you too. Thank you for inviting me for this podcast. I'm uh, I'm really excited. I've listened to several of your podcasts and it's really interesting. So I'm happy to be part of this. Uh, I'm really excited. Yes. Well, since you have listened to some of the previous podcasts episodes, uh, you probably know that most likely I will start with the very beginning of your dance story. And I actually do want to start with that. Do you remember the first moment that you thought, huh, belly dance, I want to learn more about this? <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course, I remember this moment. Uh, but it didn't go in this way. Um, actually, uh, how I started belly dance was really um, how I came in touch with belly dance was really accidentally. I, um, for my school, I had to give a lecture on my primary school. I was like 14, 15 years old in this time. And I had to talk about one subject, and I had a subject in my mind, but my classmate already chose this subject. So I had to find another subject. And at home, I was sitting with my mother, we were talking like, what should I do now? Where should I talk about now? I don't know. 
And then my mother was thinking with me, we were talking. And in this time, my mother, she went to Egypt for a holiday. And my mother saw many belly dance shows there. And my mother know that how much I love dance. Since I was a small kid, small child, small girl, I was always dancing at home. I was, every year we go to Spain, I got a flamingo dress. Uh, I danced with it at home. Uh, I was recording in the weekends with my sisters, uh, video clips, pretending if I was uh, Shakira or Beyonce, I'm dancing, singing. <laughs> So she expected maybe I would like to talk about belly dance to choose this subject. And she has a friend. This time she had a friend who was doing belly dance. So she thought, she told me, why, why we don't choose this subject? I think you will like it so much. And she showed me the videos from her holiday. And when I saw it, of course, I was impressed. I love dance. I love glitters. I love, I love all of this. So I said, okay, let's um, yeah, let's 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 choose this subject. And uh, then my mother and me we went uh, one day to her friend, to her home, and uh, she explained to me about the history of belly dance. She told me a lot of things about it. She showed me her costumes. She taught me some uh, first movements, and from this moment, I I fell in love. <laughs> She teach me some movements and I learned them so fast. The lady told me like, wow, she was, she said, oh my God, this, this movements, I, I took years, months to learn this and you're doing it so fast, so easy. And yes, this is how, how I came in touch with belly dance. And then she learned me some short uh, choreography. And uh, for the school, for the lecture that I was had to give for my uh, for my class, um, I prepared this choreography. I practice it, and uh, in the end of the lecture, I perform it for the class. And this was my first performance <laughs> for class. Yes, and it, I remember it was uh, very funny. The teacher, uh, she liked it so much. She was really impressed, and she asked me. For the next week or something, we had like small events for the school. She told me, can you please perform this for the whole school? <laughs> and I was like, really? Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> I was still nervous. I never performed. But I said, okay, let, let's do it. And then one week later, I performed this choreography, which I learned from my mother, her friend. I, uh, I performed it for the whole school. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so cute! Like literally the very first uh, belly dance performance, and already such a success. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> without any real class, I just learned uh, short choreography from her friends, and I did it. <laughs> so, did yes. you have any actual uh, training in dance, in other styles of dance, or any other physical activities training prior to this moment, or it was just? Out of your like your you know life creativity and curiosity, you were like doing things at home on your own, or you actually studied anything uh, in dance or I guess sports. <laughs> uh, I've done uh, at really young age. I've done uh, for one year uh, gymnastics, but this was really 
really for kids, so for fun uh, this time. <laughs> I wasn't flexible at all. So I believe this not really helped me. Uh, and I did uh, just uh, ballet for uh, maybe two years when I was 11 or 12 years old like this. And what it was not really serious dancing. I was I was enjoy dancing, but it was never my goal to be really good or to be a real dancer. I was just enjoying it so much. So I was dancing at home just for fun. It was never really serious. And how your ballet dance journey uh, enrolled afterwards? Did you go to take any actual classes or you were trying to explore ballet dance on your own at home after this uh, uh, experience at your school and uh, already your first performance? How did it go for you? Yeah, um, uh, after this moment, after I learned from my mother, her friends, uh, I start to be so interested. I start to look in YouTube, I start to look for videos, for music, I start to read about it. And I felt, yeah, I want to take classes. So my mother and me, we started to look for belly dance classes uh, near my city. Um, but in Holland, it was very hard to find uh, a school or a place where you can get classes. It's uh, unfortunately not popular. But uh, we found, we found one place. Uh, it was a little bit far driving, but uh, my mother supported me so much. And she said, let's go. We go there every week. And I took uh, every week, like one hour class by a very local uh, teacher. And yeah, I've danced there maybe for a few months. But in the meantime, I was always watching uh, the dancers, the professional dancers in YouTube. And in these classes, it was really, there was no real technique explanation. It was really, it was really for fun. It was really for enjoyment. It was not real, not really what I wanted. I didn't really learn much. I felt when I watched these dancers, I felt like, okay, in this place, I will never, I will never reach this level what I want. Uh, the style that I want. This is. I felt I needed more. So after some months, I didn't stay there very long. I decided to stop these classes because uh, I needed more. I wanted much more than this. And then, um, unfortunately, I couldn't find any teacher in my country that uh, interested me. It was a bit. The level is not really high in Holland. So I decided, I think I should learn it by my own. I should depend on myself. And from this moment, I, I taught myself uh, during all these years. I, I started from this moment. Every single day, I watch dancers, so many different dancers on YouTube. And I not only watch, but I really focus how they do the techniques. I... I dive really deep into, into it and uh, every single day. And yeah, this is how I taught myself during actually all the years after. But how, I'm really curious, how is that process? First of all, actually, I want to mention that it's a great example that uh, if person wants something, there are no real excuses because so many people uh, think or say to themselves, first of all, like, oh, there are no good teaching in my city, that's why I can't learn ballet dance. And here we have 
an example of you basically learning it from internet resources before internet resources became popular source of learning. And uh, we're not talking here about the boom of online classes or anything like that. It's literally just like whatever you can find on YouTube or other internet websites, but you became a superstar, world-known superstar. So here it's a great example. If you really want something, you can achieve it no matter what. And there are no excuses like, oh, this is not available, that is not available. But I'm really curious about your process. So what exactly you mean you were diving in the technique? Because when you watch someone's video on YouTube without any previous knowledge or understanding, uh, very often it's difficult to understand really what, what they're doing, how to engage, how to do this or that movement. So how was for you the process of learning and training on your own with the help of internet resources? If you can share a little bit about that, that would be great. Yes, yes. Uh, I remember, so I can tell you. Yeah, I, um, I watched so many different dancers uh, and really every single day my when I wake up I want to watch videos when I finish my school I want to watch videos at night I was watching videos and when I watch I I look really I, I sometimes I remember I make videos I save it I try to make it slow <laughs> to see how they do the movements and I try to to, to do it like them but I didn't, in this time, I, I remember there were not many videos like of explaining. Just I watched videos of performances, of shows. So yeah, it, it was difficult. Um, but yeah, I guess I had, I had some talent to understand this. And of course, it's not, it's not by one, one first time I do it like this. No, I trained a lot. I was really critical. I make videos of myself. I, I always keep watching myself and compare it to them. And I didn't know if I do it really right. But uh, I think also that's why I, I didn't want to copy them exactly. I want to try to do it in my own way. And yeah, I got so inspired by watching many different dancers from different countries with different styles. And yeah, I think I've also I've joined a few workshops. When I was a bit older, uh, my mother started to travel with me for some festivals. I took several workshops. Uh, of course, I've also learned something there. But the main, main, really the main thing, how I've learned, it's really I, I taught everything by myself. I think in, in my dance uh, life, my dance journey, I think I've just maybe took uh, 10 to 15 workshops maximum. Not much. much. And then later in your uh, dance journey, dance career, have you ever had experience of or maybe taking, I don't know, or private classes with someone during trips or online classes with different teachers, uh, even after you already had established a technique, or it was just like self-trained journey for you? Really self-trained. Actually, I never took a private class with any uh, professional teacher, never. Uh, also, I, in this time, I wasn't know about this. Nowadays, I know I, I in Instagram, I read that it's so popular to take private classes, online classes. But in this time, I, I didn't even think about this or know about this. No, just some online. 
Wow, that's really impressive story, and I didn't know about this this journey of yours. So thanks for sharing. I also noticed that you mentioned that when you actually started ballet dance, you were not flexible at all. Like you mentioned, you had the year in gymnastics when you were a kid, but then you didn't have really much flexibility later uh, in your like teenage uh, years. But now you are super flexible, like your flexibility is really incredible. So um, why you start paying attention to flexibility and how did you train yourself to develop this kind of flexibility? Okay. Um, yeah, about, about the past, to talk about the past. Yeah, in, I remember, for example, in this class, I was really young, but my, my classmates, were also in the same school. They did splits. They did this back bends. I was like jealous, like why I can't do this. So yeah, I remember in this time I wasn't so flexible. I, I couldn't do all of this. Um, yeah, when I started to dance, when I started to practice daily, um, I in the first years I didn't think about flexibility. I was just practicing movements, making my own choreography. I didn't pay, I didn't know the importance of flexibility. Um, but I guess during the years that I practiced, was I really practiced every single day, many hours. This already made my body much more flexible. So I guess this is the first step. And then actually, I don't really remember why or what made me start to do exercises. I just, but I remember I, at one point I started to do this. Uh, I started to watch new videos and I felt the, I, I loved the feeling of stretching. I felt much better after. And the more I did it, I felt how I progress in my movements, how my posture becoming better. And I keep, I kept going like this. <laughs> mm. How much time uh, do you dedicate today to your personal training and also specifically to the training of flexibility since we are talking about this subject already? Um, the, so the first uh, like the first years that I started uh, belly dance, it was I can say it was not so I, I didn't have this goal directly this much. Uh, I think af after I took the beginner's classes, after that, I, I started to love it more and more. And I think from this moment, one year later, I started really to really focus, to dance every day, to give everything, to work really hard. And I think from this moment, maybe I dance every day. Like um, I had school in this time, so... At least, uh, I think when I have school school days, I have maybe four four hours. But the weekends, I try to train seven eight hours daily. Wow, and that was your choice of literally dedicating every single minute of free time. I feel like to the dance and to your training, and uh, that definitely got you amazing results. I, I must say. <laughs> Yes, and I, I also would like to share this because this um, this really made me um, how to say dance really helped me 
uh, in my school time, I had really tough times. I was bullied a lot on my in my school times, uh, secondary school. And dance was the only thing I had in this time. So all my time, I put it in dance. I I could forget about everything. I I. I, and it's the only way for me to enjoy in this time. So that's why I think also why I was so serious because it's the only thing I love and the only the only good thing at this moment in my life. So yeah, I think it's really important about why I train it this much. Wow, I'm really sorry to hear about this sad situation. Uh, but you know, sometimes they say like there is no bad without good. So. I guess that brought you to a completely different life path uh, than if you didn't find the dance and if you didn't dedicate so much time to your training. So with that said, I actually, I'm actually curious, at which point of your dance journey you start thinking seriously about dance as a profession? Because as you mentioned before, it was just fun, just hobby, just passion, and you didn't think seriously about that. But at which point you actually decided, okay, I do want to be a professional dancer? Um, I think um, during this time, uh, in the secondary school, when I have I passed these really difficult, hard times, I think in this time, because uh, I, I have felt how deep is my passion for dance, and I felt um, everybody told me that I have a talent, and I felt I want to do something really great. I want to achieve something, and I feel I can achieve something. So I guess, I guess maybe after maybe it's after four years, four four years when I started that it was really my my goal to achieve something. And how did you back then? How did you envision your future career? Uh, was ballet dance popular in Holland in general at that time? Did you see it possible uh, to be working as a professional full-time dancer in your country? Or did you envision already some kind of different uh, dance path, but still being professional dancer as your main job, as your main profession? Um, my goal, my dream this time was uh, to be traveling for festivals to be invited for the festivals to teach to teach workshop to give gala, uh, performance in gala shows in different countries this was my dream uh, teaching in holland was never been on my goals because the level of ballet dance in holland it's uh, it's really low and I felt also when I took some time a workshop there that the people in Holland, they are not really uh, disciplined, not really motivated. Uh, they don't have a deep passion, most of them. And when I teach, I love to teach for people who are really passionate and really serious about what they do, not only for fun. And in Holland, belly dance is more something for fun and more for the older ladies. So this is not my main was not my main goal to teach there. Hmm. Let's see. And at what age, if you remember, um, came your first invitation to teach internationally at festival? 
my first invitation, it was to South Korea. To be honest, I don't remember <laughs> exactly when was this. Maybe from now, it's uh, five years ago. So maybe I was uh, 21. And what were your feelings uh, when you got that first invitation? Do you remember your emotions? Yes, yes. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I remember when I got this message, I called my mother, like, look what I get, invitation in South Korea. I was really extremely happy. Yeah. <laughs> And what do you think led uh, to this invitation? What do you think were the main... Uh, uh, I don't know, either actions you took or some events or anything that were building up in your past to bring you to this uh, dream that you wanted. Okay, I want to travel uh, internationally. What do you think were the key moments uh, in your journey that helped you to achieve it? Uh, yes, I think um, I, I started to go to competitions. Um, I did that also with the goal to get more experience and also, of course, with the hope that people maybe will see me or, yeah. So, yeah, I, I went to some countries to do competitions and I started to make more videos at home of my practice, uh, of, yeah, of my dance at home. I posted in Instagram and Facebook and To, to share it with the world. <laughs> so I guess this helped me, helped me a lot to share, especially to share videos. Which was your most memorable uh, trip so far in your dance career? Like attending to dance festivals, which ones is the most like memorable and most fulfilling to you uh, from whichever you had so far? I'm sure there will be many more in the future. <laughs> Um, do you mean besides uh, festivals or yeah, no, one I'm, of the best? I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about dance journeys, dance travels. Uh, which ones for you right now is the most memorable and the most like fulfilling for you as a dance artist? Uh, actually, I can say the experience right now when I got um, uh, last year during Corona. During the pandemic, I got an invitation from, uh, I got a job offer here in Kuwait. And actually, it's, uh, it's funny, in the first moment when I got this uh, offer, I wasn't interested at all. I didn't like, I was thinking, no, 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 I, I will not do this. <laughs> this is, I, I thought this is not something I would like to do. Um, I, I thought that, uh, Belly dance in Kuwait. I was thinking it's really for fun only. Women are coming only. It's like fitness belly dance. I I I thought I couldn't share here what I have. I I like to. I, I felt I could do more, but yeah. In the same time, it was a very hard period of time. Corona. I, all the festivals were stopped. Uh, I needed also to earn something. And I discussed with my mother and she said, uh, I think you should go. Why? It's nothing to lose. You know, it's um, try it. It's a short term contract. Try it. And who knows? So I decided to do it. And I, 
when I came here, it I was really surprised because it was not what I expected. <laughs> it was uh, I was really surprised by the level of dancers and their talent, their passion, and yeah, it was so much better than I expected. I couldn't expect this, and uh, this experience. It's um, I'm really happy that I took this uh, chance um, because I'm. I really enjoy. I love teaching here. Um, it's really. I love it. It's really, really nice, and I'm very happy that I can do this job. And in the same time, whenever I have uh, festivals, I have the freedom to do the festivals. So I do what I love. I give full time classes. I teach full time, and whenever I have. A big event, I can do this. So for me, this is the best combination. So for, I think for now, this yeah is the, one of the best things I did. Oh, I'm very very happy to hear. Uh, very happy for you to hear about this. Actually, I'm curious to ask because this contracts invitation contracts invitation, especially to Arabic countries, it's quite a tricky. Uh, topic and this boom of especially this boom of social media many dancers get constantly invitations oh come and work here come and work there here's the contract and many of those invitations are scams that they are not real either like it's guys who wants to uh, get on a skype call uh, with a girl or it's someone who wants to get the dancers to come and work for cheap or it's not like legal work there are a lot of tricky tricky moments there when you received this invitation uh did you have any concerns like that and how did you check that it's actually legitimate offer to go and work and also it's kind of unusual it's invitation to teach classes not like a regular you know come and perform at this like contract at this hotel or restaurant or for this company it's actually a teaching contract so how did you uh make sure that it was a legitimate invitation and it's safe for you to go and uh, accept this contract? Well, um, when I got this uh, invitation, I, first of all, yeah, I check what is the academy, uh, what is Harmony Academy is the name. I check their Instagram, I check their uh, website, I read about it and... Um, yeah, everything that I didn't even think about this is not legally or this is something weird. Um, but I had, of course, I had calls with them. We had uh, a lot of contacts before I came here. So, yeah, it was from the first moment, it was all very uh, trustable. I didn't have any, I didn't have any doubts about this. Oh, I see. So it was coming from actual like school organization. It was not coming from like, you know, individual who presented themselves in a weird way okay i see uh-huh. no it's coming from the academy from the yes the dance academy yeah i just feel it's uh, important to remind because uh, as our listeners are mostly ballet dancers uh, it, you should be double check and be extra safe and careful with all those invitations on social media but it's a good point that you are bringing. It's one of the things to check from whom exactly the invitation comes and is it legitimate organization or not? What's going on? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but I believe this is more maybe about performing, about shows for one evening. Or, but no, this for me, it, it seemed very, from the first moment, uh, trustable and good. Mm-hmm. And it is. 
have you been in Kuwait uh, before uh, in your life or it was first time that you visited this country and you already kind of like moved to work there? No, no, never. So it was, uh, it was a really new experience. I didn't even know much about this country. It's, uh, it's a strict country, strict Muslim country. Um, now everything new. <laughs> and what was the most, uh, you know, unexpected, surprising moment about country and lifestyle in, in Kuwait for you uh, that you really didn't expect that, oh, this, this is like this here? You mean besides dancing? Mm-hmm. In yeah, in general, world? like lifestyle in the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that it's really closed, unfortunately. It's, uh, it's uh, strict. Uh, it's not like I expected it when I come here to Honest. I expected it to be like Dubai, <laughs> uh, open. Um, not so, so open, but I expected it to be more open. Uh, but when I come here, I, I found out that it's really, it's closed. Uh, you have to take care about what you are wearing, how you are dressing. Um, there are no shows. There, there's no nightlife. There's the restaurants don't play uh, live music. You cannot stand up to dance. <laughs> this is what uh, I really miss here. If you go to restaurants and there's nice music, you cannot move, you cannot stand up. And um, yeah, it's a different culture. It's really, uh, it's different. Mm. About performing, there are no shows. <laughs> I only dance in the private events, private parties. And most of the things here in Kuwait is, um, uh, everything is mixed. The ladies and the men. So we have special parties only for ladies, for men. Some places only allow women. Um, our dance school, it's more open. We have men and women can come mixed. But most of the places here, it's really only women or only men. And regarding teaching classes, you kind of mentioned already that you were surprised by the level of dancers. But by the level, do you mean like the level of passion and the level of how quickly uh, students learn there? Or do you mean by the level of you already got right in the beginning some like advanced level uh, students in terms of their technique? Uh, So for you teaching in Kuwait, like is it mostly like beginners is it mixed is it advanced students uh, or is it uh, advanced students who you transform to be advanced very quickly because they learn so fast <laughs> uh, i'm teaching here uh, for all levels i have courses for beginners i have courses intermediate level and advanced also uh, when i come here yeah i found out that there is much more talent and Especially dancers than what I expected. Um, I, I can say in general that the level here is not high, um, and this is I think this is due to the fact that here the the belly dance classes, what, what they offer here for classes, uh, it's like fitness. <laughs> what I hear from my students, what they took all the classes that they took before, it's uh, it's for fun there is no explanation of techniques there is no you're not learning beautiful choreographies you're not learning rhythms you're not learning real dance 
We're not learning it here. And when I come here, I find many girls, ladies, women, uh, who already knew me by Instagram. They knew me and they were so, they were waiting so much. They were so happy that I'm here because they are really, really passionate about dance. They are so motivated. They really want to have more than this. So actually, it's like similar like my story, actually. Mm-hmm. They wanted more, you know, they wanted more professional classes. And here in Kuwait, they didn't have this. So they were so lucky that, uh, so happy they told me that I'm here. And yeah, I when I start to work with them, I found out some are learning so fast with me. I I've have them now like students for like five months now, six months. And I see how they are developing time by time. This is really beautiful to see. Makes me really happy. Mm. Yes. And in which language uh, do you teach, by the way? I'm teaching in English. <laughs> Not yet in Arabic. <laughs> I hope to teach in Arabic <laughs> one day. I'm just curious because it's very often a big problem for dancers who move to a different country to start any teaching activities because of language barrier. But it's cool to know that you have students coming and uh, uh, like willing to dance and to study uh, in English uh, and uh, basically, I guess, uh, improving both English skills and dance skills at the same time. Yes, yes, my English is improving also. <laughs> Yes, and for the girls, they most of the people here they speak uh, English very well. Mm-hmm. Their English is good. I'm curious to know your opinion, and this is like not right or wrong question. I'm literally just your opinion. Why do you think women in Kuwait are so passionate and so eager to go to ballet dance classes? Um. You mean why they are so interested? Yeah, especially those who are interested in, like, you know, professional technique, because it's different in each country and different, like, mentality, and some go for fitness purpose, some go for this, uh, uh, you know, idea of, like, oh, fantasy world, or we all come for different reasons in ballet dance class. Uh, Some go just to have fun, and it may be part of their culture, but they don't really want much in-depth technique. They just want to have fun uh, somewhere. But in your opinion, having this experience in Kuwait, how do you feel, like, your feeling, uh, why in Kuwait uh, women uh, want to go to dance classes, to specific ballet dance classes, and specifically learn, like, more professionally, more in-depth? What do you think is calling for them, in your opinion? I think, uh, I think one of the reasons... Yeah, one of the reasons, I think because here also there's no, there's no so many activities to do. I think this is one of the reasons. Because here it's, um, yeah, we have restaurants, we have shopping malls, but there's not much life at night to do, to go to some places with music. It's, I think they... Yeah, they they need something like this to to put their time in, to put their energy in, um, and yeah, I think some girls really have deep passion for love, of uh, deep passion for dance, and um, they love it. They they want to they want to go, but here the um, the how to say the um, the sad thing here that the the girls, the ladies, the dancers, they 
they cannot show they they don't have they cannot have dreams to to show their dance in public to share it with their families because here it's really closed closed minded uh, people and yeah this is a really a sad thing I hope this will with the, I hope this in the future will change really it's not here to show your dance it's not easy for them they they, they cannot perform they cannot. They would love, to, I know, they would love to attend festivals. My students, they all know the professional dancers. They would love to take workshops, to go to competitions, but they cannot show their dance in public. So actually, it's a very sad thing. How many classes per day do you teach currently? Oh, so many. <laughs> um, my... I'm really busy because my private uh, class schedule is fully booked every month, <laughs> two months ahead. So I'm teaching around uh, eight, eight, seven to eight classes every day. Wow. That just shows how popular it is and how much in demand it is uh, for people. I assume it's a combination of online but also in-person classes there in Kuwait. <laughs> uh, everything is uh, it's there, uh, no online classes. Ah, wow. Yeah. Academy. Every day I have around four, four to some four, sometimes five private, and every day three group classes. Wow, that's really impressive uh, to hear. You know these uh, limitations in terms of uh, um, where to show, where to perform, or how to even grow in terms of attending festivals, and still such love and passion that even taking private classes and in such quantity like every day yes. four or five private classes on top of group classes and uh, that's really impressive and really interesting to to know and how for you as a teacher because every day is basically seven eight classes to teach how do you balance uh, your own physical state and how you manage to do this kind of load of work <laughs> Yeah, it. I have to admit, it's really hard. It's really tough. <laughs> In the first, uh, when I started, it was uh, a bit less, but uh, the last three months, it's really crazy. <laughs> and uh, I start to get used to it. Um, but I'm thinking to slow down a little bit because seven, eight classes every day doing for months, I can my physically I cannot keep doing this. This is uh, a bit too much. For my body and I what I really miss I love to teach I really love to teach here it's, it's I really I enjoy I love it but I really miss my own trainings before I used to always train for myself to create choreographies in my own small home studio I to be creative uh, to make something useful now I'm working only for for them I miss to to make, to improve myself, to make videos, to yeah, to create new things. Mm. So I get a bit more time. I, I I'm gonna plan a bit more time for myself. <laughs> well, with such passionate students, it may be very difficult <laughs> to carve some yes. extra space. <laughs> Especially you mentioned like two months and a half. It's already booked your schedule. Yes, for private, it's free. And how do you manage to balance it with uh, festival work? Because you sometimes still like, go and travel. 
Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm very lucky that I have the freedom with this uh, job that I can travel whenever I have an invitation for a festival. So then we just uh, we change the classes and I can go. So actually for me it's not a problem. Mm. Well, I'm very happy to hear that you found, you know, like your fulfilling spot and space uh, uh, right now, like uh, doing really, not only dancing, but in, in general, but also doing specific dance activities that bring you fulfillment. But I'm so curious to ask, what is your dream for yourself now because you are international traveling teacher that's what you were dreaming before uh, you are now also teaching in great in person and you surprisingly found that this is a very fulfilling for you activity but i bet there's probably some other dance dreams on your mind so if you don't mind sharing what are your current dance dreams first of all for yourself to be honest, I don't have really more dreams. Uh, my dream is to keep doing what I do now, to keep doing what I love, to keep travel for dancing, to keep uh, inspiring people, to to just continue what I'm doing right now. Hmm. This for me, it's the best. It's uh, you still currently do uh, some uh, online activities from time to time, right? Or I noticed that you had uh, quite a few online courses uh, uh, before, especially during COVID times and lockdowns times. Uh, but right now, with your full um, busy schedule in Kuwait, do you still do any online courses or are you planning to do them in, in the soon future? How is it for you? <laughs> Unfortunately, at the moment, uh, actually since the time that I came to work here, I didn't do anything online. But I I really want to do this because I get so many requests from uh, girls asking for the private... Uh, I also gave before private classes a lot online, but I had to stop this because I cannot combine it. And workshop, yeah, online courses, they, they're all asking me about it and it's... Kinda, I kind of disappeared since I came to work here. So I, I'm trying to come back to do some online also for, for everyone. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm planning to do it soon. Um, if coming back to the very beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that uh, you got so much into training and so much into belly dance because it helped you to kind of uh, overcome some emotional struggles that you had in uh, in school at that back at that time. So it kind of can be, I guess, described that belly dance almost was like your safe space back then. Yes. What is yeah. dance? now for you what does it mean for you today that you don't have really the struggle of like you know uh, school uh, bully being bullied in school or anything like that so it's a different life different situation different space but dance is still part of your life so what is dance today for you um yeah for me i can say dance it's it's my life i really i cannot imagine myself one day <laughs> Um, to not busy about dance, to not think about dance, to not do anything related to dance. I, when I think about dance, I, my mind becoming happy. I, when I dance, I still, I, I forget all the other things. I can be free. 
I, I can be myself, I can express myself, I, I can be creative. That's what I really love about dance, about being a dancer and choreographing. This is what I really enjoy, what I really love to do. Hmm. Well, and it definitely shows through your dance and through your performances and videos, which we are looking forward to seeing even more <laughs> whenever you carve time and uh, adjust your schedule to give more space for, for yourself and your creativity. And uh, I would like to ask, uh, um, as we are slowly, slowly uh, closing up our conversation, but I would like to ask, uh, where can our listeners uh, follow you and follow your activities? Do you have any special, like, favorite social media or any other place where you share and where our listeners can check on your activities and hopefully some new videos or maybe even announcements of soon online courses? <laughs> yes, about new videos, I'm really hoping also <laughs> because... Uh, in pandemic time, you know, almost yeah, two years, uh, no festivals, no shows. Uh, just from time to time, I prepare something at home. <laughs> but I, in the time of pandemic, I prepared really new, interesting choreographies, new shows. I have a lot of new costumes which I never wear. So I really hope a new uh, video show video soon. Uh, if I will have them, I will post them for sure on YouTube. Uh, for now, I use the most uh, Instagram. I'm not very active because I'm really busy with the work here. I'm trying to be more active, trying to post more videos. Um, yeah, Instagram is my is the best to follow me there. Mm -hmm. Facebook very active, so Instagram. I will definitely include a link to your social media on the show notes to our episode. So all our listeners, you know, you can easily uh, find them and connect with our guests through the show notes. And do you have any upcoming uh, um, festivals and trips where people can catch you in person, maybe outside of Kuwait, if you're talking about upcoming like end of the uh, fall or winter or spring season? Uh, for this year, unfortunately, no, because uh, we had some plans here also. I have to be here. But for next year, I have some uh, countries, but I'm not where we're discussing. It's not really sure yet. So I will update very soon as, as soon as I know. So additional reason to catch you on Instagram and follow your announcements. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Also for the online uh, workshops. Yes. Well, well uh, Loretta, thank you so much for joining me uh, today and uh, sharing about your stories and especially about your current experience. It was many surprising things to hear and uh, to know about different countries and about different also dance paths and dance uh, career choices. So thank you so much. I know you have a very um, busy schedule and uh, typically you're very tired after your dance work so I really appreciate you carving time and talking uh, with me and uh, sharing your story to, to listeners today <laughs> my pleasure thank you too very much it's, uh, it was a really nice talk <laughs> And uh, before I let you go and finally let you rest after your work today, <laughs> but I want to ask one more final question, which is a traditional question uh, of our podcast. I ask it every single guest, regardless of what we talked uh, um, about during conversation. With you, we briefly, like we, not briefly, we actually touched it, but I'm curious to ask it from this specific angle and to see how, how it will reflect uh, in you and, and what will be your reply to it. Uh, and the question is, 
What makes you fall in love is belly dance again and again. So you keep doing it for so many years. That's a very good question. <laughs> um, I, I think the, um, the freedom that uh, belly dance is free. You can, you can put your own creativity to be yourself, to put your own touch in your dance, to create every time something different, something unique when it comes to shows, uh, to choose a different image, the costumes. I think this whole process and also when it comes to teaching, um, the, um, the satisfaction I get from my students, how I see how, how they become happy after the classes, how I inspire them, how they are grateful for what I give them. I think this is what makes me fall in love again and again. <laughs> That's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and before you leave, don't forget to screenshot and share it with your friends. The more people get inspired, the better it is for our dance community. Until next time, keep shimming and see you soon.